Hello and welcome back to the second episode of the podcast. I firstly want to say thank you to everyone who followed me, shared me and listened to the podcast. I had some really lovely feedback which has just made me feel a bit more confident in doing this. I think everyone in our generation, well, or everyone in general really does suffer from imposter syndrome from time to time Um, and it's definitely something I was feeling quite nervous and anxious about releasing but I do believe in the motto fake it till you make it so I decided to go ahead and do it anyway because I give my friends the advice all the time that people will talk about you no matter what you do so you should just do what makes you happy Um, but I'm really bad at following my own advice so I obviously let it hold me back and I have let it hold me back quite a lot in the past so I decided this time I was just going to go ahead and do it those people who will support me will lift me up and fill my glass whereas the people who are mean and share it in their whatsapp groups I don't care I can't see your whatsapp groups so it doesn't matter so today's episode is going to be on the curse of the holiday this is a few stories about me that Well, I suppose it could paint me in a bit of a bad light, but I think that I have learned a lot from these three stories. And yes, it does change how I view my relationships now, but also it geared me up for a couple of trips that did change my life in quite a dramatic way. So I think that overall, they are quite funny. It's funny in hindsight. So I think you know, why not share it? I think there's a huge stigma around breakups and being dumped and I think it's time that we make it just an open honest conversation. You broke up, it's just that's how what happened and it is always for the better in the long run because you weren't meant to be together. So we need to just get over the embarrassment. Uh, I am always the dump E because I do not dump anyone. That's just not what I do. Um, I have several friends who are the same, they just can't break up with people. We all have our methods, this one is mine to get someone to dump me. Um, And yeah, so the first one, the curse of the holiday. I have a habit of going on holiday with boyfriends and breaking up very soon after. Some people may say that this is because I'm a nightmare on holiday. Some people may say that it's because you're spending 24 hours a day together and you finally realise you're not compatible. Some people may say that I plan a holiday when I decide I want to get rid of a boy to make sure he gets rid of me. But, you know, there's no definite answer. I can't tell you the truth. Is it a coincidence? Maybe. Is there surrounding factors? Definitely. But am I cursed with holidays without a shadow of a doubt? So the first one was my high school sweetheart. And if you're listening, hi guys. We were together for like three years. And when I was 17, we took a trip to Paris, which, you know, the city of love is supposed to be improving relationships, rekindling things and reigniting the flame as such. So we went to Paris for a maybe four days or so, went on this amazing trip with a friend, another another couple, um, had what I thought was quite an interesting time, I thought it was good, I thought we had a nice time, and then within the month we 
had broken up. Did Faris doom us? We also got this lovely caricature of the couple. Like, you know, the couple one, the standard cliche one that everyone gets when they go. We got one of them and then, and it was really good, actually. This is the saddest part. It was such a good caricature. And then we broke up and we had only had it for a month where we could actually both share it. And after that, we didn't want it anymore. But I really liked the caricature, so I was always tempted to just be like, can I just have that and just snip around me? please but I thought you know probably would have gone down too well so that one afterwards there was it was so embarrassing all I got all the time was hang on didn't you just go to Paris together and I'd be like yes we did and I was like that's supposed to you know be the city of love and you've now broken up and I was like yeah I know but in that in my defense on that one we had been on holidays together before and maybe this was just a coincidence um and just you know was the final nail that caricature maybe he didn't like it i don't know but i think that then paved the way for the others because of the embarrassment around how have you just broken up when you've gone to paris um so then the second one is a much more interesting story we were only together about eight months and we decided to book a two-week holiday to morocco never go on a two-week holiday with someone that's my only advice just don't do it um there was various instances on the trip for example he wanted to go on a camel ride i absolutely did not want to do that uh so i went along anyway as you do this is the problem with traveling with people so you go along you do things that you don't want to do and if you've been to morocco i was very blonde at the time it's quite a scary place for a young blonde white girl because they do make a lot of comments obviously about buying you and trading you for camels and things and because me and my boyfriend were not in a good place at the time I was quite concerned that I was actually going to be traded in for a camel like I think he would have picked the camel over me at this point and yeah don't go to Morocco if you're on the edge with your boyfriend because you could easily get stuck there so we go on this camel ride and this is the biggest sign I've ever had that a relationship must end so he wants to go on the camel ride I really don't um most times when you go on a camel ride you get on when the camel's on the floor and then it does that stand up thing where it goes forward back uh my camel was the small one like did not want to do that so I got on the camel it refused to get up you know slight little red flag so then they have to give me a leg up onto it and then a whole journey round i have this even younger calf camel i don't know what it's called biting my leg as it's on a little lead behind me so again another red flag we then stop halfway round so couples can get pictures with their camels etc etc um and Again, I have the same drama with getting on and off the camel because it refuses to get up and down. And don't get me wrong, if I was a camel that was being trekked round for tourists, I probably wouldn't want to play ball either. But for me, now in hindsight, this was a massive sign. So I get back on in the second half and halfway round, bearing in mind this camel did not want to get up and down when it was supposed to, the camel suddenly decided to lay down I was on it 
as in when I mean lay down, I mean on its side. So I saw this coming. Thank goodness I horse rode my whole life and dismounted very quickly and basically launched myself off this camel. Otherwise, my whole leg would have been crushed. Now, at this point, I would like to think a caring partner would get off the camel and, you know, check you're all right, walk back with you, because obviously there was not a chance I was getting back on that camel. Instead, he said, you're right, and left me to walk all the way back on my own. So that was a near-death experience in my eyes. I am slightly dramatic. If you had been there, you would have also feared losing your leg to a camel. And to this day, I refuse to ever go on a camel ever again. And so that was, I would say, a massive sign that this relationship should just be done. We, I mean, we would sit by the pool together, but not together separately. And we got back off holiday, and I think this is a record. I think we broke up literally the next day. And then I went out on the weekend, and again, I had the same. Hang on. Didn't you just get back from Morocco, though? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah. And now you're single. And I was like, yeah. And it'd be like, do you think that's you? Because, you know, you went to Paris and now you've gone to Morocco. And I'm like, oh, either I am a pain on holiday, which could possibly be quite true, or just spending that much time with someone made me realise that they are not for me. And also, when you have signs like nearly crushing your leg by a camel, you've got to run, because otherwise you wouldn't have been able to before. So there's a lot of stigma about breakups because people question you on it. Why? Why this? Why that? And you're like, just because we're not compatible anymore. Like, just leave it at that. Um, and then you'd think two would be bad enough. And so when I got into my next relationship... He invited me on holiday, I would say four months in, and I said, absolutely not, not a chance. I do quite like you. This is not, we're not going on holiday. And he was like, why? And at this point, I then obviously had to explain why I would not go on a holiday. And boys do look at you like you're a little bit crazy at this point. They're obviously thinking either A, she's a psycho, or B, she's just lost her head. Either way not great for me, doesn't paint the best picture of me. He's like, no, no, it'd be fun. And I was like, no, no, I can't come. I think I had uni or something as an excuse. Anyway, the holiday then got rearranged. This was like a fam- a group holiday, like, and with all his friends. And so then we, in the meantime, we obviously then get closer and we decide to book our own holiday um, to Croatia. And then the group decide to go away the week before. So we end up again... I end up on another two-week holiday with a boy, which is something I swore I would never do again. The first one was okay. It was good. We had a good time. Um, But there was a group of us. And then the second one, again, I actually thought it was quite a nice holiday. Um, There was an incident over sparkling water, which, I mean... Not as big a signal as the camel, but, you know, in my eyes, don't buy me sparkling water if I ask you for still. Like, who drinks sparkling water anyway? Um, But on the whole, it was a pretty good holiday. 
I got some incredible Instagram pictures for him. He got some incredibly bad Instagram pictures for me. My sister found it absolutely hilarious when I sent her, this is what I took and this is what he took. Um, but on the whole, it was lovely. We travelled down the coast of Croatia, drove down, stayed in Airbnbs along the way. Fine. And then it happened. A few weeks later, it actually might have only been two weeks maybe, if that. I get dumped again. Now, either I am cursed or you should just never date and go on holiday. They're the only two options. And I think that from now on I have vowed to not do it because... I just can't deal with the breakups. They're too much. They're too intense, especially after a holiday. Like, if you break up with someone normally, you get questioned as to why. If you break up with someone after a holiday for the third time, you get interrogated. Like, what do you do on holiday? And I'm like, I don't know. But I'm not risking going on holiday with you because you'll probably break up with me as a friend. So we're just not doing it. Um, I would like to add there are friends I have been on holiday with and they are still my best friends so you know I I do call coincidence and the holiday to Croatia cannot have been that bad because he took his next girlfriend there to the exact same places a year later I mean I do have to note they did also break up shortly after so perhaps it's Croatia who knows but alas still not me I had a story shared with me earlier that supports that it's not just me that has this issue. So, my someone I know, let's call them Bob, went on a cruise with a lady who I believe they met online. They went on a cruise, let's say to the Caribbean, not sure, and they spent that time together. Bob was supposed to drive this lady home afterwards when they landed in the airport. The trip was evidently so bad and disastrous for this lady, she called her ex-husband to come and collect her from the airport. Now, if that is not bad enough, the story then expands to the lady not actually telling Bob that she was doing this. So Bob wandered around the airport post-cruise with this lady trying to find her. Now, mine were bad, but this is a whole new level because imagine coming back from holiday, essentially, and your boyfriend ghosting you. At least my boyfriends did break up with me, kind of face-to-face. I just could not imagine wandering around an airport looking for a boyfriend and then finding out his ex-girlfriend had come to collect him. Now, telling that story would have been the all-time high of embarrassment. I don't think I would ever have disclosed it, to be honest. Um, and Which kind of goes against my point of, you know, people break up, relationships at work, own it, just go with it, just, you know, call a spade a spade. But that I, the silver lining is that Bob then went on to date other people and did meet someone, moved in with them, they go on cruises all the time, 
it's great. She has yet, the new lady has yet to call her ex-husband and pick her up from the airport. Although, if that happened again, I would definitely say that Bob was the issue. Whereas, in my case, it's not been that extreme. But I think the positive that came out of this three incidents for me would have to be that I have learned that travelling alone is possibly one of the best things to do ever. And don't get me wrong, it is one of the hardest things you'll ever do as well. And I don't say that everyone should do it because it's really tough. Um, but if I hadn't have broken up with these boys on holiday, I'd have always waited for a boyfriend to go with. And now I would rather go somewhere on my own. Not just for the fear of being dumped, but also for just the freedom and everything that I get to do. And after each of these, I then obviously took trips by myself. And they do definitely change you. And I know there's this whole joke about, oh, I went on my gap year and I found myself. But it makes you find yourself in a whole different way than, or get to know yourself in a whole different way than you ever would just being at home or going on holiday with someone else. Um, there is a massive, you know, it's a taboo subject. People don't tell you about the hard times of traveling on your own. Everyone comes back and is like, yeah, it was the most amazing time of my life. I learned so much. I had the most amazing experiences and I've made friends for life and I swam with this turtle and you know you hear all these incredible stories and don't I am one of these people who only posted all the good stuff on social media about my travels whereas my sister was getting calls and texts me crying at times my best mate was in Thailand at the time and he was also struggling I think these are the situations that you don't hear about because people nowadays just want to share all the good stuff on social media and no one shares any of the actual the hard truth is that these things are hard like no one's gonna just go away and make friends instantly and you fly to a whole different culture I think Australia when I went to Australia it really hit me because I was in a whole different time zone I couldn't even speak to my friends and family to like comfort me and it was just really overwhelming and then when I went to Asia the culture is so different and you have to adapt so quickly and you have to really throw yourself out there and that's quite hard when you've just landed somewhere you're away from your friends you're on your own you know you're getting like you're it's quite an intimidating atmosphere and I think that, I mean, I definitely, every time I go away, I cry for like the first week. And I'm like, why have I done this? I'm going to book a flight home. But I'll give it another week. And then come the end of the next week, I'm absolutely fine. I'm in the swing of it. And on the whole, it's great. But then obviously I have a few days every now and then when I move around, go to a different place and have to re-find friends. And it is quite draining traveling on your own. But the freedoms that you get definitely outweigh that like I've never had a holiday as good as I did last summer when I went by myself and I did meet amazing people and I did do amazing things but I also cried and I also got to a point where I locked myself away in the jungle in Bahol 
in the Philippines and didn't leave where I was staying for three days. It was on a river. I went paddleboarding, saw some fireflies, read my book, listened to music, took a great Instagram picture and posted it on Instagram. I was like, talked about how great a time I was having, but actually I'd locked myself away because I just couldn't deal with socialising at that time. I had to reset myself and then I went back out there. Whereas I think when you're travelling with someone or you're travelling, say even if you go on holiday with a boyfriend, they will get on your nerves. Like people do get on your nerves and that's totally normal. And obviously when you're hot and you're tired, it just gets to you. And when you're travelling with someone, you can't just be like, right, I'm off. I'm going to spend a whole day by myself. Or you can, but a lot of people don't understand that or they wouldn't be happy with that, which is why now there's very select people I would go travelling with or go on holiday with because I would want to know that A, I could spend a lot of time with them and B, I would be more than happy to have days separately. I We were going to go travelling this summer um, and me and my friend talked about meeting up along the way, and I said, that's fine, but I will be going off for, like, diving trips, and I don't plan my trips when I go, I just kind of decide where I want to dive and just wing it around that, and they were like, no, that's totally fine, like, I'll be able to entertain myself, whereas one of my friends went away with her friend last year, and she really wanted to try diving, but her friend didn't want her to leave her, and so she didn't, and she missed out on such an experience, and if that was me say it was me and a boyfriend and I miss out on experience, I would probably get quite, you know, agitated about it, which is probably why they'd break up with me. So I think it's one of those things where you don't ever necessarily talk about your feelings enough and showcase that actually sometimes you do need to be on your own, you do need space, um, but people don't talk about the balance, um, so it's just one of those taboo subjects where people just don't admit sometimes that these things are hard and they're like everyday relationship situations or travelling on your own and we kind of put on this front on social media. I think for all three of those relationships that broke up, my Instagram would have said, I've just had the best holiday not in explicit words, I wouldn't write that as a caption, obviously, that's quite embarrassing, but my, the pictures I showed, my stories, my posts, would all highlight that I'd had a really amazing time, however, the reality was that it wasn't quite like that, and there were issues, so that when we broke up, everyone was really shocked, and actually, if we were all a bit more open and honest on social media, I'm not saying like cry to your camera or be one of these people that airs their laundries who says like, oh my God, I just had an argument with my boyfriend. We all have them friends on our Facebook feeds who we went to high school with and they write every time they have an argument with their boyfriend and they outline every detail. We don't need that. But if people were just a bit more like real, I think, it would help a lot more people. So when I went travelling for the first time by myself, I wouldn't have had this illusion that it was the best trip ever and I was going to make friends instantly And because it's not like that. And when you speak to people when you're travelling and you say, oh, do you know what? I really... When you meet your first English person in three weeks, 
or Irish person. And I know it's really awful to say, but a lot of other cultures don't get our humour. So when you first meet them, that English person for three weeks and you're like, hit it off and you like you're being sarcastic and you're joking and it's just great and then you get into the conversation of oh I've really missed the English and they're like oh me too and then you have this whole conversation about how you've both struggled with traveling and then you think but why have none of us ever disclosed this because people would be going traveling for the first time and be set under this illusion that it is a easy fantastic trip when it's definitely not so I think this, for me, has a silver lining. Yet yeah, the funny stories, I nearly broke my leg on a camel. Like, I'm so grateful I went horse riding my whole life. Otherwise, he probably would have left me in a Moroccan hospital. I have no shadow of a doubt that I would have been left in a Moroccan hospital calling my mum, saying, Mum, I've just been dumped and I've broken every bone in my leg can you please fly to Morocco before they kidnap me? Like, there's that would have absolutely happened. But I think overall, they're funny to look back on now. Like, don't get, It's still very awkward when I have to tell people, no, I'm not going to holiday with you. But it's meant that I went travelling on my own and that has definitely had more of an impact on me than any of my relationships have done in terms of like personal growth and now my confidence I can I do often get comments about how I can speak to anyone but that's only because of why I went traveling and I'm not saying that I only went traveling on my own because I got dumped three times from a holiday I'm just saying that it was they were like factors that led to me doing such things so you know, if we're all a bit more, if we just share a bit more, then everyone would be able to grow and just take bad situations and think, actually, what is this showing me in life? Like, what do I need to do from this? And what type of person, I now know that the type of person I need to go traveling with or go on holiday with is someone who is willing to give me space and let you know have like more of like a well not make me go on a camel ride if you make me go on a camel ride that's it I'm gonna dump you so yeah I think that ties this up quite nicely of just show be a bit more real online and don't always sugarcoat everything because that's just not what life is like and there is always everything happens for a reason my friends hate it when I say this, but it does. There is always a silver lining, and I think we should all just appreciate those a little bit more. So thank you for listening to the second episode of Let's Decode Stigma, um, if you've got this far, that is. And I would really appreciate it, obviously, if you followed me and shared my podcast for this week. Thank you.